<laughs> All right, hey, welcome back to the Doing the Thing podcast. Uh, caught off guard a little bit there. We recorded pretty quickly, but we're back. And we have an interesting topic. A lot of you probably heard uh, about this uh, in late uh, late 2022. It's called uh, Check GPT. It's basically a, a large language model trained AI. So Phil and I, we're going to have a free-form discussion on, on what that is and what that potential can be as far as business ownership or outsourcing things without having a virtual assistant and uh, maybe even starting new businesses with it and other revenue streams. Um, and so how are you doing today, Phil? What do you think about I, all that? <laughs> I am outstanding and I am intrigued. Um, the world of digital transformation has just jumped ahead light speed with this release. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with chat GPT, you should get familiar quickly um, because the world's about to change, I think. So this is, a, to me, a very compelling topic. Yeah, and they're, I think they're only on version one right now. And it's, it's, uh, it's truly intelligent. Um, I, we were reading some articles and watching some videos the other day on, on how you can actually, um, you know, outsource news articles with it. You can outsource social media posts. Um, it, it, they actually had some, some scientists actually put it through um, um, the SATs, you know, and SATs, you know, it, it's usually internalized um, information. So it's not reaching outside and grabbing things from the internet. It's things that it's learned that's regurgitating into taking this test and it scored uh, slightly above the average student. So um, early versions, they're just as smart as you, but it just soaks up that information. It just gets smarter and smarter and smarter. So how does it work? So it's a, it's a program that you can actually, you can go on a, a web browser and, and search for, for chat GPT programs and they're all over the place or some are better than others, um, but you can copy paste um, plain text into it and ask it a question and it'll, it'll create an answer for you. And, and currently they're not 100% accurate or correct, but it just depends on the information that's been exposed to. So there's a, in my opinion, there's a ton and tons of things that you can do with this thing. And if you're creative enough, I think you can be really successful at leveraging this. But also I'm worried about P1000s kind of storming through my town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm having um, Cyberdyne security flashbacks from the Terminator movies when I hear about this. It's interesting. I was checking into um, one of the one of the early uses that may end up in the court system um, was a guy who wanted to create a children's book. And, and rather than hiring artists and the things we traditionally do, he used this technology to create the drawings and the text for a book and 100% completed it somewhere in the order of a day or so he was ready to publish. But the question then becomes, the art that was created by this chat um, GPT was possibly influenced by other artists' copywritten protected work. Could be. Could yeah. Be. yeah. So the question becomes, um, because this can, and we're going to talk a little bit about where this technology can apply. I think the educational system is in for a wake-up call based on what I've read. Um, but as it relates to writers, I'm a writer, I'm working on book five. 
um, if this technology could replace my individual thinking over time and create a book for me, where's it pulling its information from? It's historical. So could there be biases based on past and the evolution of society? Certainly there could be, right? But then yeah. you get into this whole copyright potential violation situation. And um, so I'm, I'm just fascinated to see how this evolves. But you know, you know, I was reading along the same thread on, on the education side. You can actually, you, you not only can use it as like the student and use it for school, but professors are learning how to use it too, to check for those plagiarisms and those copyright things too. So you can actually train it to look for that stuff as well. Isn't that crazy? It is entirely crazy. And now, it, you know, since we're on the education sector, it brings up the question, two students sitting next to each other, both have computers. One of them writes an essay in their original hand using their mind and the research that they do and strictly that. The other one uses chat GPT. Both of them are A quality papers. But now is there a bias against the student that used chat GPT versus the one who did the original work themselves? I don't know. That's nuts, right? It's uh, it's hard to actually um, wrap your mind around that. It's like, how is learning actually going to occur? Or is that actually learning? You know, learning how to use that operating system. Um, and, but you know what? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. What if we brought back typewriters and everybody went analog? <laughs> Yeah, you know, because you think about it, when I started researching and writing my first book, and this was years ago, I never published it, literally, you know, at the very beginnings of the internet, I had to go to the public library and I had to search those cards, whatever they call them, and then I had to go to the bookshelf and pull something off and find the sections and transpose and all those kinds of things, and that's how research for publications was done. Then we evolved into the internet where you can just type a query and get an answer. How much different is typing a query and getting a Google response than ChatGPT? It's an evolution of the same thing, isn't it? I would say so. And I think it really depends on, on how expansive that, uh, that ChatGPT's AI's, um, how, how, how robust that AI's, um, um, I guess, resourcing is. Like, can it get onto Google and search for you? Can it do all that stuff? Or do you have to train? Yeah, do you have to input all that stuff into it first? I don't know. I don't know how it works. But I imagine as, as it evolves, I bet you it's going to be able to get on the internet independently and start searching for you and, and doing fact-checking and, and all that kind of stuff. So this brings us to something that I think is really interesting because... Um, and, well, actually, all of this is very interesting, but certainly thinking about the positive, the complications, and the negatives of this kind of technology being introduced to the world, how is it going to affect and change the way you and I conduct our business, as an example? What, how can this be leveraged to help us grow our business, help our clients? I think I think it's going to be an incredible tool for the business owner, especially the solopreneur or the gig worker. I think that it's an incredible. It can be an incredible asset because things that I can think of to have it do is 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 go on to your your prospecting pipeline. 
you know, reach out to people, do cold, cold emails, cold messaging on social media and stuff like that. If that's how you like to do your prospecting or, or have it, um, have it write your social media copy for you. You know, if you're somebody that uh, struggles creatively to continue with social media posts, you can feed it some of your past social media posts that you really enjoyed and ask for it to get you one every day, you know, based off of the writing style and the tone that you have and, and, and teach it about you and, and how to do the, those postings and it'll do them. And um, I mean, what if you were, if you had a scheduler, and, and maybe that scheduler, you know, struggles to, um, I don't know, do regurgitate your company values or, or what it is that you do as a business owner and a scheduler doesn't get all of your appointments for you or something like that. You can have that scheduler leverage that chat GPT program and, and do transcripts of how you would say it. <laughs> and they can wow. just read from it, you know? I saw wow. this, other, um, this other thing on uh, on social media the other day where this kid was taking books and he was putting them in plain text and uploading them into chat gpt and he was asking it to uh summarize it in less than a page or in multiple bullets and things like that and chat gpt did it a full book in less than three minutes and then uh, this individual grabbed the bullets and then he created a youtube channel and he would read off the summaries of these books and have a YouTube channel fully dedicated to summarizing books and in five minutes or less. And he's monetizing his YouTube channel doing that. Wow. You know, so that's the positive, right? And if we think about how this technology can enhance what we do, certainly those are some great examples. Flipping to the negative side, right? So. In my career, I've done some consulting for companies based on, you know, 34 years in sales. And they would hire me based on that expertise and that experience to develop their sales process, to design their scripts, to train their sales team. All of that could be wiped out in an instant yeah. by way of chat GPT and its knowledge base, which far exceeds mine because it's tapping into the infinite knowledge, right? Well, not only that, it can do code. It can code for people. So, like, think of all those jobs in tech and think of all these uh, creative jobs out there that can potentially be replaced by this stuff. So, yeah, that is the scary side of it. It's like, how do we, how do we control it from being a complete replacement for people over, the, over time? And I don't know. I don't know if you can. I don't know. I don't know what to expect over the next couple of years. But some, with something like this, I think uh, I think it has the potential to change our lives drastically, at, like very quickly too. The way that learns, you know, you're probably going to start getting a version every year that's going to get better and smarter and smarter. Holy cow! <laughs> you know, and then, it's exciting and kind of scary at the same time. Yeah, yeah, because. Could it, um, so let's think about those social media marketing companies that on your behalf, they create your channels for you, they post updates for you, and they try to interpret your brand's message based on their experience, blah, blah, blah. If ChatGPT can write those for them, does that enable them to focus on different areas they can enhance for your business, or does it completely eliminate the need for them in the first place? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's still going to be the strategy aspect of it, 
Like you can you can get a great message out, but how do you get it out there? I don't know if ChatGPT is quite smart enough to to do that kind of specific targeting yet. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and the other thing I think about is the legal industry, right? So you touched on coding, and I think it is a wake up call and alert for those software engineers, those programming, um, those with programming expertise to <laughs> consider how it might affect them. Even attorneys, right? Something that is non-life threatening, let's set that aside, like medical advice. I don't know that I'm gonna trust a chatbot versus a, a doctor who's gone through that training. Maybe someday I would, but today maybe not. But basic legal advice. Um, I have a friend who was a bankruptcy attorney and this was 10 years ago, he was a bankrupt, bankruptcy attorney, had a really robust practice, but as LegalZoom and others entered into that space and created a self-serve platform, his business shrunk to zero. There's no need for him. And it, it was a third or a quarter of the price and just as effective. And he had to pivot to a new industry and a new vocation. Yeah. How will this affect the, the you know, those legal professionals that are doing non-life threatening, non-critical cases, family law cases, or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure you're open to trying it out, though. <laughs> well, how about this, Jason? I think, you know, hopefully those of you listening, we've teased you enough to, to type a few letters into your browser and try it out yourselves. And what I would say is maybe between now and our next podcast where we revisit this topic, maybe you and I should set up a couple tests for it and just talk that's about great. those results. That might be fun. I think that's an excellent idea because I would like to see, um, one thing I would really like to do with it as a business owner is to uh, use it to supplement as many processes as possible. So I'm gonna brainstorm on some of the processes that I would like for it to replace. One thing I would like to do is see if I can replace it on, on LinkedIn. So, so I have a lot of people connect with me on LinkedIn. They want to network. I don't always have time to network with strangers that don't necessarily, uh, that are necessarily parallel to what I do or, you know, interesting at, at, at first glance. So what if I was able to uh, program ChatGPT to network with people for me on LinkedIn and, and then see if there's those commonalities that it really would be a benefit to connect with those people in person. I don't know. I don't this, know. Is what, this is what's blowing my mind is if you were to use chat GPT on LinkedIn to be your end of the conversation for people that message you, what happens if they also use chat GPT to message you back? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like a sub-linked ice cream cone or something. Yeah, you know, I wonder this thing snowballs and becomes this massive conversation that you're unaware of and they're unaware of, and all of a sudden you're in a place of agreeing to things you didn't even know that were on the table. To, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What if it makes you a lot of money? What if it makes you <laughs> I don't know, man. It's so crazy. Uh, just kind of trying to think of, of the things that you do. You know what? I had a client the other day use it to review his lease. He, he did a, um, he did a, a brick and mortar business and he was looking at leases and, and, and you know what? He and I both reviewed the lease together and chat GPT um, basically concurred with everything that we found together and found more. 
more things that we could have used to ask questions of the landlord or change on that lease. So it did a better job than we did. Wow. And yeah. so, you know, let's think about this test because I'm in the middle, not in the middle, I'm towards the end of writing book five and book five is on sales process in the digital world. Um, and could I take my manuscript as an example as it sits today and instead of using an editor, could I feed it into GPS fully, feed all of the text in and say, refine this and finish this in the following ways. Could it produce that end result for me? I think it could. I think it really could. Holy cow, you just saved me 16 hours of writing this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would love to see the results of that. Maybe that can be part of the next show. You know, we talk about results like, hey, this is the outcome of, of writing your next chapter. So let me be clear about this in case my publisher is listening. <laughs> I am going to write the version that I send to you, that I'm under contract with you as my publisher. I'm gonna write that version myself. What I'm also going to do is upload three quarters of the book to chat GPT and compare those two things. But obviously you're gonna get the real version from me, please. <laughs> please. 100% disclaimer, we're actually gonna do the work. <laughs> wow. Good stuff, man. Good conversation. And I think we should keep this uh, topic on the table for some future episodes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But let us know what you all think. Uh, I'm going to upload this to our, our new network. Um, where we are building a Facebook group community uh, called the Doing the Thing Network. Uh, so you can find us on Facebook groups. Just type in doing, D-O-I-N, the thing network, and we'll be there. Um, we've so far about 200 members strong and growing. But if uh, you like these types of topics, you like this episode, you'll find more there. And we hope to see you. Awesome. Great conversation, buddy. Thank you. Sure. All right, man. See you next time. See you next time.